in the game. I can hit the shot from half court. MVP of all sports. Coach put me in the game. You know I'm the truth born to feel bad. Competition know the deal. Coach put me in the game. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Stalian English Show featuring Coach Kurtz. I'm your man, Coach English, and we in the building with Coach Staley and Coach Kurtz, and we have a special guest that we're going to go ahead and introduce a little bit later, but you know, as always, we got to start it off. Josh, you look a little tired there, but how's it going there, brother? Man, Ben, I quarantined, dog. Like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to follow the rules and stick to the script and not be a rebel. And we've been in the house, and I've learned some new things about myself. I've learned some new things about my wife. Um, my sons are. I'm trying my best not to allow them to drive me crazy, but you know we're here, man, and we're still God navigating through uncharted waters. But we're here. God is good. I'm not gonna complain and. Just gonna keep fighting through. How things been going with you? Hey man, can't complain. About the same. My kids are off for spring break with their mom. Uh, that give me, and I had them for I think three weeks straight, no break. So they're off with their mom in Columbia. So that is uh, the, I've been enjoying it. They'll be back Wednesday. So up until uh, I guess the day this comes out, they'll be back. <laughs> um, but other than that, man, just enjoying. I guess being in being in the house, like you said, rediscovering yourself a little bit. Uh, Micah, how about you? How's how's the week treat yeah. you? Yeah, same, same. Uh, I guess I got some of the same feelings as Coach Staley. It's uh, a different day. It's same thing, but different day. I mean, it's Groundhog Day every single day here, but uh, it's <laughs> definitely uh, definitely enjoying being around the family and, and watching my baby daughter grow up. And uh, I'm glad Coach Daly's following the rules. Uh, I, I know Coach Daly's a Redskins fan. Who are, uh, who, are you a Cowboys fan, Coach e? Uh No, don't make me shoot myself. No, I'm a. I'm, I'm a you hear the <laughs> I hear the reports that uh, Dak Pres- Dak Prescott was throwing a house party, almost got arrested. Like, come on, follow the rules, <laughs> fellas. Follow That's the how rules. I know we're gonna win. That's why I know the Redskins gonna win the division, dog. Because like. Yo, we're going to beat Dak. He can't even follow the rules. Follow the rules. Don't be selfish. Follow the rules. Stay home so eventually we all can go outside because this is killing me. It's killing me too. It's definitely killing me. I got a new body I need to show off, so I'm ready to go back outside. Pause. (laughs) Pause. You said pause? (laughs) Man, go ahead with the introduction, man. I'm not following y'all up today, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, we're uh, we're blessed to have one of my, my my best friend, one of my longest friends. Um, been known him since uh, playing little league baseball and basketball and high school sports together. Uh, the assistant head coach of Oak Hill Academy basketball, Brian Marr, has been with the program for 19 years. Been a part of five national championships. Coached multiple multiple nba players tons of college players uh so i mean i thought it'd be a good great guest to have on the show talk to 
the majority of our listeners are either current basketball players or basketball coaches or parents of basketball players. So get a little insight on, on, uh, on the number one high school program in the country, uh, the most historic program in the country. And, uh, so definitely blessed to have my best friend and, uh, and the, the, uh, the associate head coach of Oak Hill Academy, Brian Marr on the show. So what's up, B? What's up, fellas? Appreciate you guys having me on the show. Super excited to talk a little basketball with y'all. And Coach Kurtz, man, you guess everybody up like that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess. Well, you, should hear my intro. you should hear my intros for Coach Staley. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like to be gassed up. Gas me. Gas me. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, I want to get it. Let's get into it before we get into some of the questions. I mean, I, I know a couple years ago, uh, Coach Staley brought uh, brought my old school and his program, uh, AC Flora, up to Oak Hill, and uh, just give a uh, give a uh, give the listeners a little uh, of your first impressions of Coach Staley when he walked in the building. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Staley was. He, he didn't talk to nobody. He had uh, he didn't smile on his face. He didn't do nothing. He was I think he was there for one reason: win the game, which where you, I think uh, I think you're supposed to do that. So many so many teams come into Oak Hill, and uh, they come in, they look around, they're laughing, they're goofing around. At that point, you know we got those guys. But uh, yeah, Coach Stanley, you know he came in. He was focused, straight business. And, uh, yeah, that's the first time I met Coach Staley. It was, it was great. I loved it. But I don't, I don't know why you would smile coming in that gym. If you got, I'm looking at dudes like Billy Preston and um, what's the guard with the Texas? Um, Matt Coleman. Matt Coleman. I'm looking at guys like that. I'm like, bro, it's nothing to smile about. I'm trying to figure out how not to get beat by 50. And then in this gym, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm looking at these dudes warm up, and I'm like, yo, the, the the JV team looks like the average South Carolina varsity team, and I'm like, yo, guys, look, we got we got to figure out how to how to um leave this thing with some of our self esteem left. So it wasn't nothing to smile about until after the game was over. But it was great, man. The hospitality was excellent. First class program, I loved it. Um, I think competition is great. That's why I enjoy coming up there. And, it was great, man. It was great. It was great meeting you, B. It was great meeting you. So, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You had a great team that year too. It was. It was a pretty good team. We we were probably missing. I think we were one point guard away from winning it with that team. We didn't. Brandon Davis, our point guard, graduated. So, um, we got like a sophomore running point. We 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 if we would have had a stronger point guard play. I think we would have been fine. Yeah. So B. So B. Tell us. I mean, like I said, you've been with the you've been with the program for 19 years. I'm sure a lot of uh, a lot of the listeners they're uh, they're interested to hear how you uh, how you got with on with Oak Hill and and what it's like being with Oak Hill. So you want to tell us just a little about how you uh, how you got started with Oak Hill Academy? Yeah. So uh, well, I grew up in Buffalo, New York. I played college basketball at Madai College, which is uh, Division Three. I played basketball and baseball um, at Madai. And after my senior year, I was working on uh, my college coach's camp, Coach Jacob, 
working his camp, and he came and got me during one of the sessions, and I uh, brought me up to his office, and he uh, said, what are you going to do next year? And I said, I don't know. I definitely want to be in coaching. I always loved sports. I've been around sports since I was five years old. And um, he said, well, look at this. You know about Oak Hill Academy? And I was like, obviously, yeah, I know about it. Well, there's a job opening up for the red team, which is the red team, which is a local, like, it's like a varsity team. They play local teams around the area. They play teams in Tennessee. They travel a little bit, playing big-time tournaments. And uh, he said, would you be interested? And I was like, man, yeah, I'd love to. He said, uh, well, let's, let's call this guy. So called the coach, which was Neil Bailey. He was the head coach for the red team. And he said, come on down for an interview. So I said, okay. So – uh, a week later, my buddy and I drive down to Mouth of Wilson, Virginia. Now, that's an experience in itself when you're from Buffalo, New York. Drove through the night, got to Oak Hill around, I think, 3.30 in the morning. And there is Coach Daly, you've been there. Coach Kurtz, you know what it is. And uh, so there's nothing, nothing in the air. There's nothing. So we drive up to campus. There's no streetlights. It's just dark. And uh, get to campus. The next thing I know, at about 6.15, there's a knock on my window. And it's uh, Coach Smith. He lived, him and his wife and family lived right across from the gym. So he's walking his dog. And he knocked out, He knocked on the window and said, uh, hey, buddy, you lost? And I said, hey, Coach. I knew who Coach was. I said, hey, Coach. I said, I'm here for a job interview. He said, okay. He said, the school opens at 8 o'clock. I said, okay. I said, is there anywhere I can change? Because I'm, I'm in a sweatsuit, sweat, you know, sweatpants. And uh, he said, no, not really. I can let you in the gym. So uh, I said, okay, thanks. So I went in the gym, took a shower, cleaned up, put my suit on, and uh, did the job interview, and I got the job. So my first year there, I was coaching with the red team and Coach Bailey. And then going into the next summer, I was working camp back home in Buffalo at Hilbert College. I remember this clear as day, and uh, I get a phone call from Coach Smith saying one of my assistants left. He went over to play in Iceland. That was Brett Carey, and uh, asked me to move up. Would you want to move up? And I said, absolutely, Coach. I would love to move up. And now I've been there ever since. I've been there for – this will be my 19th year at Oak Hill. That's awesome. Uh, and I, I, got, I, th- I got a little bit of uh... – opinion on my of my own but I definitely want to hear yours like so I said you've been uh you've been with coach really with him for 18 years you've been with Oak Hill for 19 years been a part of five national championships won crazy games I mean coach Smith is is ridiculous that he's not in the Naismith Hall of Fame yet I mean I, I I'd say he's the the uh, the 100% most accomplished high school coach of all time um what do you what do you think like what make like obviously he, he gets some of the best players in the country every year but now there's so many other teams that also get the the best players as well and uh and I really think that like I said I think coach is the, one of the best he's the most accomplished all, uh, of ever he's an unbelievable coach what what do you really feel is like one or two of the characteristics that make coach Smith the one of the yeah. best high school coaches of all time. Well, I think if uh, I heard him speak enough, and a lot of people ask him, you know, about that that question, and he, he if you asked him that question, he would definitely say the players. The players made me who I am. 
the players, you know, the players play the game. I just coach. Um, but, yeah, I mean, his resume is crazy. He's got three coach of the years. He's got nine national championships. He's only lost twice at home. And a, and a bad thing about that, I was part of that, one of those losses this year. You never wanted to be a part of that, but um, we lost at home this year. So he's got two two losses at home. I think his record's 11-90 and 70 overall. So I think it's like a 94% winning percentage. It's crazy. Um, but I think just the respect he has for players and the players have respect for him is uh, – it's, it's just like – it's like he's almost like a second father. If you talk to a lot of these guys, a lot of these players, past players, that talk about coach, they always say, you know, he's like a second father. You can talk to him about basketball. You can talk to him about your family, about how your day's going. Um, his door is always open. There's players all the time in his office talking to him. Um, you know, he's just – and the way he gets, you know, Oak Hill – you get the top player from a state almost every year. You have so you have eight, nine top players coming to Oak Hill, and the way he gels them together, makes them play together, and believe in each other. Um, I think that's you know that's kind of what he what he does as yeah. a coach. Yeah. I think I think you hit it at the end is exactly what my my thoughts on on, on one of the things the, the the biggest thing that makes coach great is like I mean. It's unbelievable. I mean, every program, every high-level program, I mean, Coach Staley and Coach English and, and, and every high-level program, they have multiple two, three, four guys that that want to be the man and are really good. And, I mean, Coach Smith has nine, ten of the top, not just the top players in the area, the top players in the country. And for him to be able to get them to come in, and many of them, it's their first year there, and they go from being sophomore or junior at their school where they're from and getting 25 shots a game and scoring 20 points a game and to come in and, and to buy into that whole team team concept and, and, and to work together, I mean, um, that's, that's way easier said than done. And just coaches, uh, coaches' demeanor and his personality, like it's something about him that really – can get obviously he has that resume where they look at him and say, "Hey, you coach Jerry Stackhouse, you coach Carmelo Anthony. I'm going to listen to you." But um, just his demeanor is something that uh, I think is, and his style of being able to get guys to buy in uh, is unbelievable. And I mean, it, it reminds me of a quote that I just read um, from Coach Shashevsky, which uh, I mean, I mean, Oak Hill is the high is the high school version of a Kentucky or a or a Duke where you're getting these, these top players for one or two years. And Coach K said, the single most important ingredient after you get the talent is internal leadership. The single most important ingredient after you get the talent is internal leadership. So uh, obviously Oak Hill gets some of the best players, but then to be able to get them to be – to, to lead each other, and, and obviously it comes from Coach Smith to get them to all buy into to playing together. I mean, I think that's what, that's what really makes Coach Smith great, and it's, it's been awesome to be able to watch him um, over these past nine, ten years when I've been able to be, be, be around the program for sure. Um, Coach E, Coach Staley, I know you guys got some questions. Yeah. You guys got anything? Hey, go ahead, Josh. Yeah, my question is this, B. 
Um, a lot of young players all claim they want to be high level. They want to be great. And it's so different nowadays because, like, Division two. I know you said you played D3, Juco, D1. Like, basically, I want to know, I want to, if you had to give advice to some of the younger players nowadays, what's the typical mindset that they would have to have in order to play at that level, like to be a college basketball player, to pursue a pro um, career? Like, what's the typical mindset that walks through the halls of Oak Hill? Yeah, I mean, it's, well, at Oak Hill, everybody thinks the Division One. Everybody wants to play Division One, and that's been their goal since they were probably seven years old. And what we always tell them is, go somewhere where you're going to play. Don't go somewhere where you're just going to you're just going to sit the bench and practice. I mean, that's that's just totally ridiculous to me. Um, you know, I played Division Three, had a great career. Um, it was fun, scored over a thousand points in my career. You know, I mean, um, could I play Division Two? Maybe. You know, but all these guys just want to go, just want to be that main guy up there, you know, at the top of Division One. It's just being, you know, we do have, we had nine seniors this year, and eight of them are going to play Division One. You, you, you lived on your own. You know how to do all that stuff. So you're going in not as a freshman. You're going in as, like, a sophomore. And uh, that's kind of – kind of the things I would say. I'm not sure if that answered the question or not. That that answered the question that answered the question a lot because um you know just that mindset a lot of kids going to it thinking that you know ha- actually going to it having no idea on what it's going to take. So anytime we can give these young folks a, a little leeway as far as what type of mindset they need to have, the things they need to expect. That's what I'm always trying to do. Coach E, what, what question do you have for him? All right, uh, Coach, uh, question for you is, uh, what's the biggest hurdle when coaching multiple high-level players? Like, what's the biggest difficulty that you guys have seen um, doing that? Because you, you do it year to year. So you get the top guys year to year. So it's got to be some difficulties on how to navigate yeah. that. And then how do you guys deal with those difficulties? Yeah, I think – I think, you know, the game has changed. The players have changed. Um, you know, with the players, I think nowadays, in the last couple of years, there's just so many people that are with the players now. There's the parents. There's the, uh, the trainers. There's the workout guys. There's the, you know, the, the friends. And there's so many more people that are involved um, with the kid. And, uh, you know, back, like, when I started in 2004, um, it has totally changed since now, 2020. Uh, but the hurt, I mean, obviously, you have the top seven, you know, you have, say you have seven top 150, you're going to have equals. Everyone's, everyone thinks of the man, everyone, all that. They score, like Coach Kurt said, they've scored 20, 25 points a game for their high school. So you got to deal with the egos. Um, and I think that's like what Coach Kurtz was saying about Coach Smith is he deals with the egos, you know, really well. He knows who he can get on, who he can't get on, who, and then he'll, you know, come to the side and say, yo, B, go talk to him. Uh, all right. 
So he knows how to pick his spots um, with certain guys, but he's usually harder on the better players. So I don't know. I don't know if that's good enough. Uh, <laughs> no, that's, that's an unbelievable point. I think that's. Uh, I think obviously I've been able to watch Coach Smith, and, and then obviously been able to watch uh, Coach Staley as well. And I think that's uh, something that makes Coach Staley great as well. And I think that's a, a key key thing for 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 all coaches is if you if you're harder on your best player, like it, it's going to make your life easier because when you see that. The coach is, is holding the highest, the best player to the highest standards. Then it's like, hey, you're the seventh, eighth, ninth man, and you're not going hard. You're missing practice. You're showing up late. You're not going hard in practice. Like, it's much easier to jump that guy when you've already jumped the 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 best player. And I and even going to another sport, watching Coach Hallett at AC Florida, who's won five five state championships as well. Like he talks a lot about a hit, probably one of his best players of all time was Madison Stokes, who went on to play at University of South Carolina. He's playing minor league baseball now. And he talks about a time when uh when he hit a when he hit a ball into the into the right center gap and uh kind of jogged it in for a double. And Coach Coach Hallett thought he should have had a triple. And Coach Hallett called a timeout. I mean you know in baseball it's even it, you don't call timeouts really and go out and get somebody really. And he called a timeout after after Madison jogged into second base and and ripped him right there at second base. And uh, and Madison was one of the hardest workers, one of the best players, one of the best kids to ever come through. And Madison, uh, he ripped him right there, pulled him out of the game, and then came to find out like later in the later in the game, Madison was like, "Yeah, I pulled my back a little bit on that swing, and that's why I didn't go full speed." But like it set the example to the rest of the team. Like, it doesn't matter who you are, you're going to get cussed out, you're going to get called out. And and Coach Hallett talks about a lot how that was one of their – I think they won – that was their third straight state championship, and it was a big turning point in the season where a lot of the younger guys were like, yo, this, uh, it, it, this is serious. Like, we got to be all in all the time because Madison, who's about to be – was about to be drafted as well as had an offer to the University of South Carolina. She just got pulled out of the game. So, I mean, I agree with you, and I think that's what makes uh, one of the great things about Coach Daly and, and Coach Smith. And then, obviously, I know I haven't been able to watch you that much, Coach E, but, I mean, I think that's one of the things that makes coaches really good and helps them with, with any issues is, is holding their top players to the highest standards. And, I mean, I've seen that – multiple times from Coach Smith and Coach Staley. Yeah, I think that's where the science of the game comes in. I mean, the art, pardon me, it's a science and an art. Like, the science, you know, that's your data. But the art of it is everyone's held to the same expectation, but obviously you got to coach your different level players differently. Like, And a lot of coaches don't have the guts to really say that. Like, it takes guts to be like, listen, Michael Jordan – we're going to him for this last shot of the game because this is Michael Jordan. Well, player, this other player that might be the eighth man off the bench might say, well, how come I don't get the last shot of the game? Well, are you Michael Jordan? Yes, y'all are held to the same expectation every single day. And, you're, and, and Michael Jordan's probably going to get hammered in, in practice a little bit harder or a lot harder because of that expectation. But you have to have the art of this element down 
where different where where your players are coached a little differently. Like Coach Smith said, like y'all said about Coach Smith, he knew who he could get on. He knew who to let up on. He probably knows who to pull in the office for individual meetings to help that player get the point. So it's an art and it's a science, but the art of it, that's where a lot of our peers get caught up. That's where it, it gets a little tricky because yes, the science says hold everybody to the same expectation, but the art also says you have to reach people differently according to their needs. It's almost like being in the classroom. So that's 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 exactly why I know one of the reasons why Oak Hill does such a great job because it, you can't just say, oh, yes, they have very good players. They do. But a lot of people have very good players too, and they don't win at the level that Coach Smith has done at Oak Hill, that, 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 that B that you guys are doing at Oak Hill. So the art, that's why I think the art comes into play. That's why I think the art. Coach E, what you got? Um, I, It's been – Oh shoot, my bad, my bad. I'm muted. My fault. Um, it's been- if you guys could be watching, if you guys were watching on, on we're we're on Zoom and Coach E's in this big time studio. Come on, I, how, you, how you muted? I, I muted myself so that my background doesn't doesn't uh, deflect the sound, Mister Kurtz. Thank you very much. I, um, but no, um, I think that that that's a good point. I think that a lot of younger coaches and there's some older coaches as well that don't. That, that have a fear of coaching their top player hard for fear of a kid transferring, for fear of a kid, you know, being upset and, and wanting to do this and getting in their feelings. And I think that you just got to coach each kid as hard as you possibly can and know how to coach them. You got to learn them. So I agree. You got to learn. Like, you could coach everybody hard, and then some of the kids you got to double back and say something to. Some of them can take it and walk off. Um, so, and I've been blessed, like you said, uh, Michael, with coaching a, a couple of kids, uh, and I've always tried to stay as consistent as possible, and I think that that's equaled as much success as, as I've had. I, I, still waiting on that big one. Josh put me out this year. I'm still salty about that, and your nephew's still salty, just letting you know. Um, he ain't gonna be happy till we beat you. So, uh, but <laughs> but uh, for the most part, he's gonna fight you that night. I just want you. I just want to let you know. Uh, he was he was upset. He wasn't talking to me when I saw him a couple of weeks later. I was like, man, nephew, like <laughs> man, that's rough. But no, I think that's a, that, that's why I brought up the question because I think um, other coaches that listen to this that are having an issue with that is like, how do you? How do you how are you able to keep those kids motivated and going? How do you coach them that well? How are you able to get the most out of them without them taking plays off and stuff like that? And just what you said, you just gotta coach each one of them as hard as the next. Yeah, I like it. I'll give I got an easy one. I got an easy one for you, uh for you, B. I mean, I wanted to ask B. Obviously, uh, and this is always a big conversation when uh Oak Hill alumni get 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 together and and on Twitter and on Instagram. I mean, I wanted to ask him about the top how we would rank his top players at Oak Hill or how he would what his number one team would be at Oak Hill and and uh, and I know that's a touchy subject and you didn't want to you don't really want to touch on that because you don't want to you don't want to disrespect any of the former players. But uh, what, uh, my question, like what like what would be like. Obviously, you've had some unbelievable, and I've been lucky to be, be around some of these unbelievable teams and these unbelievable moments. Like, what what would you 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 say are like classified as like one of your 
your top one or two favorite memories of, of your 19 years at Oak Hill. Okay. Yeah. Well, Coach, I want to get back to you real quick. When you said, uh, you know, I'm going to tell the guy, you got the last shot, three seconds to go, you, you're getting the ball, which you were talking about earlier. We had a kid back in uh, – no, he's a McDonald's All-American. We had two McDonald's All-Americans on that team. I'll tell you the one, the, uh, Brandon Jennings was our point guard, and we had another uh, guard. I won't say his name, but um, he left before we had a scrimmage. He left because that was the question he asked Coach Smith. Now, Brandon was there the year before in the national championship in 2006, and right. he came back and he averaged 30, 36 a game for us his senior year. And uh, the kid asked Coach directly. It was just me, Coach, Brandon, and this kid in his office. He said, three seconds left, Coach. Who gets the ball? Coach said, Brandon Jennings. He goes, all right, left. A week later, just because of that, something crazy. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's again. That's, that's that. But see, that's where, like, as a coach, you got to be honest with a kid, and that's where, as a player, see, it's hard for a lot of times for players to take that look in the mirror and be like, "Well, coach, why would it be Brandon instead of me?" You know, if I'm a player, I'm a teach. Well, I'm gonna teach my sons put pressure on that coach where he don't know who to decide. To give that last shot to, if you want that, if you want it to be you, put pressure on that coach to put, come up with the play where whichever one of y'all is open the most is going to get the shot. But don't just walk off and say, "Okay, you're not going to give it to me." Because, like, I just think when you when you're developing players, it's not always going to go your way. You got to have the fortitude, willing to look in the mirror and be honest and be like, "Okay, why am I not the guy right now?" And this is what I need to do to become the guy, but. Most folks are going to do that because it's easier, like you said, to walk away. Coach, yeah, I know he was about to say something. Uh, now, now you good. It was going to go back to B because he was going to talk about those those moments. Oh, okay. Okay. Now you good. Um, couple moments. I think my first year in 2004 was uh, – that was my first year with Coach Smith, and we just had we just had some grown men. We had uh, – I'm not sure if you guys remember. I obviously you know Josh Smith. He uh, he ended up with 199 dunks in one season. Mm. We were 38. I mean, I've never seen anything like him. And then we had Rondo at the point guard. Uh, so we you had two pros there. And then you had um, Casey Rivers. He was from Charlotte, a shooter. And the X Factor there was Deshaun Wright. He was from New York. He ended up going to Syracuse, but he never made it at Syracuse. Um so we were 38 no my first year. We've only had we only had one tough game. We were down 15 and a half in New Jersey at the primetime shootout. First game ever we were down. And uh, this was late in the season too. So we're down 15 and a half and we go in the locker room and everybody thinks Coach Smith is gonna go bananas. And uh, he was calm, cool, and collective. He didn't yell, didn't raise his voice. He said, Well, fellas. We got to get it to single digits by the fourth quarter if we if we want a chance in this game, and uh, we end up cutting it to one, I believe, at the end of the third quarter, and that was with Kyle Kyle Lowry was on that team, and we I think we end up winning by six or seven, so that was definitely uh, a great moment. My first year, I won three out of my first four years um, at Oak Hill, 
that was uh that was with coach stoneman too you guys know coach stoneman yeah yeah he was with us unbelievable guy that's my brother right there um i say 2012 year we had we didn't have any like big time big type studs like that we have Devonte smith rivera who went to georgetown we had jordan adams went to ucla aj hammonds was a seven footer went to purdue um, Darian Clark played at USC, and then our point guard was Tyler Lewis from North Carolina. I remember that team. I remember that y'all came to Chick Fil A that year. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and we end up we end up going forty four and zero. Nobody thought we would. Uh, I mean, no one thought we would do that. Tyler Lewis was end up being the uh, the McDonald's All American. The good, the funny thing about that was uh, before. That year, my wife, I've been with her for seven years, and she said, okay, it's time to make a decision. Are we going to do this or what? I said, well, babe, I need, I need to get a ring first before I put a ring on you. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, she said, well, you better hurry and get one. So we she, ended said, up, she, uh, stayed, she stayed after that? <laughs> Yo, I, I thought I thought Coach Day, or Coach English said he told it told his one of his girls the same thing. Yeah, pretty much. Dog, y'all are y'all are max. Like, dog, if you said that to your lady and she stayed after that, you are an original gangster. You're OG because like I don't see my wife stand there after I said something like that. My wife is best. Her best friend is Coach Smith's daughter. They grew up together, so. I got to be careful with what I say about that. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think we went to China after the season, and we did uh, two weeks in China, which was crazy experience. It was unbelievable. We lost our we lost our first game of the season in China, and uh, which it was an exhibition, so it didn't count anyways. And after the game, we're, we got a, we got a little nervous. We're like, man, what if we lose all these games? It won't look good. And uh, we end up winning the la- the next seven games in China. So um, it was a great experience. China was awesome. 2012 was definitely a memory I'll never forget. And then the others do the last one. There's so many. But 2016, when we tipped it in at the buzzer in overtime at Madison Square Garden, the last high school game that will ever maybe – at the tournament, they'll be at Madison Square Garden. And uh, Hadim C. tipped it in at the buzzer in overtime to beat Lala Muir to win our next, uh, uh, last national championship in 2016. And Coach Kirsch was there, too. He was actually – him and his brother were there. So they got to witness that. Yeah, I think that that might have – my favorite OK, – I had, I had a couple of favorite OKO teams, but really like the team with Lewis and – Smith Rivera and um Adams, like that was one of my favorite teams right there. Because I got to see you guys playing person. Like I love that team. Y'all also had a kid, I think. Did a kid go to Memphis? Yeah, da- it was da- a- bouncy. Yeah, Damian Wilson. Yeah, he was real he, Yeah, he was real bouncy. Like I love that team. Like that team was like it was exceptional. It was a that's the was that the year y'all had to battle with Keenan in the championship of the Final, it yeah. went down to the final shot. Yep. Um, see, that, that was a team that just that just played together. It was just nobody was for themselves. Everybody was together. Everybody just wanted to win the game, just win. 
um, yeah, that was definitely a special team. Yeah, I love that squad. Like me, me and my wife. What year was that? What year was that? Two thousand twelve. Yeah, so I was I was I was married at that time. I, I hadn't I had to put the ring on it after that. So um, before that, but um, I was married at that time. And me and my wife came to those games. It was so it was pretty. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I really enjoyed those teams. Yeah, watching y'all is always a uh, a pleasure of mine, and I know my players. Uh, we played in the Chick Fil A a couple of years ago, and you guys were there, and they 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 were hoping that we would get to stay and watch you guys play because <laughs> I was ready to get back on the bus. <laughs> and so, so that team, the last team that went to Chick Fil A was Keldon Johnson, right? And that that was yeah, that was one of the favorite teams that I've been around with Keldon and Keontae, and I mean those dudes were. Uh, were great, great dudes, and that was one of the that was one of the best teams that 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 I've been since I've been able to be around Oak Hill. That I've been able to be around, and uh, obviously it was disappointing where Keldon got injured in the first game of uh, of the national tournament. But I mean, that, those that was an awesome team as well for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kel, Kel, um... He was at where was he? He was at Huntington Prep before he came to y'all, right? Yep. Right. Yep. Where, now, where, who did he get drafted by? I can't even remember. Who did he get drafted by? He's with, he's with the Spurs. Okay. So he played what D League this year? G League? No, he, he played half D League and then uh he played up. He I think he played I think he played like twenty games in the NBA. We okay. went to go and they played in Charlotte. Actually, Tim Duncan was the head coach that game. He won his first game. And Keldon, uh, Keldon played really good. You had Keldon on the Spurs, and you had Dwayne Bacon on the on the Hornets with Caleb and Cody Martin, too. So we had a bunch of Oak Hill guys in that game. Yeah, yeah. The um, the Spurs might be the perfect situation for him. I like him with the Spurs. I know they're going to help him develop. I really like yeah, him. yeah. He's doing well. Well, Coach I- Go ahead. That team with Kellen and Keontae, um, with Will Richardson and Dave McCormick and those guys, that was definitely a special year. Those guys were so fun to be around. And, I mean, practices at Oak Hill, practices are sometimes or more better than the games we played. They were so competitive, and um, it was just fun coming to work every day with those guys. If Kellen didn't get hurt in that first game, I think we would have won a national championship that year. Yeah, he. I mean, he he was he was a fun player to watch, and then obviously Keontae too. So so explosive. I mean, and they were they were good dudes too. So I mean, that was a good team for sure. Great um, dude. I think uh, you guys got anything else? I think we're yeah. we're running down on time. I'll give I'll give one more. Um, yeah, I, I'll give I mean, I just, I'll give the last go one. Ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Okay, so now there's a question that we give to all our guests that come on. Um, we've been doing it since we've been doing the show. Um, here's the five. You have to come up with a uh, five to take on this team to win one game. All right. The team is Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, and Shaquille O'Neal. So you got to come up with a five to beat that team. What was it? Magic, Kobe. Who was it? Magic, Kobe, Michael, LeBron, and Shaq. Ooh man, um, that's a tough one. <laughs> I don't get to think about this one, do I? 
Yeah, my bad. Yeah, oh, I, Matt, my I, bad, I, B. I didn't know he was going to come with it. I should have prepared you for it. <laughs> no. I mean, um, I don't know. I, I mean, I would definitely have to have Tim Duncan in there. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. Those guys, point guards. Can I think about it for a second? Yeah. <laughs> give, give me a second. <laughs> Sounds like you like to stall things out, man. I feel, I'm feeling like your wife right now when you told her you asked you had to wait to get that ring. Like, no, I, I need this answer now, B. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Kurt, you got any more questions? <laughs> I'll give you a question I'll when you think about back. it. Just just uh, just a last one is like I mean obviously uh, like I said a lot of the listeners are either are either young coaches or or or, or players and so just if uh, if a coach wants to coach at a at a program like Oak Hill or a player wants to play at Oak Hill like what advice would you give for for either of them? Yeah, I mean I would say. Uh... I would say in this business, definitely build as many relationships as you can, whether it's uh, doing stuff like seminars online or going to camps, going to clinics. I mean, because you never know where that could lead. Um, and I would say just work your butt off at the job that you have now because you never know. You know, that's kind of what happened to me with the red team. You know, I worked my butt off that one year, and I didn't know Coach Smith was watching me every day or – whatever a couple days but um i think that job could lead into another opportunity so you're ready to go um to that next opportunity if you if you work you know you come into work every day with a mindset that you're going to do the best you can yeah i like it i like it i mean make uh, i mean a great quote a great quote is uh make the big time where you're at and don't matter where you're at whether you're uh whether you're uh the, the the volunteer assistant on uh on, on the JV team or your assistant on Oak Hill Academy or AC Floor or Hartsville like do, do the best you can and and you'll get noticed for sure. But no, that's great advice. What about for a player? Yeah, I mean, there's no. Just remember, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no bad job in in this. Mm-hmm. You always, you always can whatever job you got, you can, you can do the best at it. That I agree with. Uh, what about for a player? Uh, the second part of that question. Player, man, just just work on your fundamentals. Don't, uh, I would say, work your butt off every day. Work on the fundamentals, handling ball, shooting, obviously. Um, definitely hit the weight room when it's time to be more, be a more explosive athlete. Um, you know, coach, I see coach working with his kids every single day in the driveway, man. That's, I wish I had a boy. I wish I could be doing that stuff with, uh, with my guys. But I mean, just stuff like that. Whoa, is that too late? Make another baby, dog. <laughs> right. So listen, if y'all plan on having another kid, let me know. I know how to make boys. So just, just, just let me know. Yo, hey, coach, hey, coach Daly, that's a, that's a whole other topic for Coach English's other podcast. Oh, my fault. You're right. That's the other podcast because, like, there is – look, what it says is a science and it's definitely an art to that. So, yeah, you know. <laughs>
Coach Chris said there was a science to it too, and he ended up with with a girl. No, but hey, I my I I, I love my wife. Uh, my wife is unbelievable, but. Uh, I listened to her her advice, and I think she was trying to just tell me the opposite because she knew she wanted to make a girl. I didn't cross-reference with Coach Staley. Nice. Yeah, see, Micah didn't check with me. Like, he's, he's stubborn. He's a little stubborn. I said, when he got married, I was like, yo, bro, when you got ready, let me know. I'll tell you exactly what to do. But I love, I love, I love that baby. Like she's one of the most gorgeous little girls I've ever seen in my life. So. Oh yeah, I'm 100% happy we made we made a girl. But uh, I might check for the for number two. I might uh, I might get a little uh, coaching from Coach Dave. Yeah, talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me, dog. Yeah. I got I mean- you. Me a text, tell me too. I'm ready. You don't want to send me a text. <laughs> we need, we need, we need the backcourt. I already got. I mean, Mia's already got her for her 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 husband and uh, Coach Daly's son. So now I need to get a boy. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Mia already has her husband. We already got that arranged. I mean, she's trying to get him. Yeah, she's not allowed to even talk to another boy besides Coach Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> and they got the same birthday. Yeah. <laughs> They're exactly a year apart. <laughs> oh, man. That's excellent. That's excellent, man. But let's go ahead and close this thing. Oh, B ain't never give us an answer. B's got to give us a spot. Give me uh, – I've been writing it down. Give me Jerry West. Like I said, Tim Duncan. Give me Larry Bird. Got to have that shooter out there. Wilt Chamberlain, and give me Kevin Garnett, the dog. Okay, strong. Kevin Garnett was in, like wasn't that in yours, Josh? Did you have Kevin Garnett in yours? Uh, I don't know. I think you might have. Yeah, yeah I, think I, had, I think I had. Um, I think I had KG at the five. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what you had. Yeah, so yeah, I man. like it. Uh, go ahead, y'all. Go ahead. Let's go ahead with the shout outs, man. Coach B, you go ahead and go first. Give some shout outs. Shout out my man T Bone. I'll give a shout out to I'll give a shout out to my guy Coach Smith and uh, Coach Stoneman too. That's my guy. Ridgeview, Ridgeview's finest. <laughs> Ridgeview's three in a row. Yeah, going yeah, for yeah, yeah, good, good for them. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, Coach, <laughs> Daly, Coach Daly and Coach E are both gunning for him. Very much so. Now. They're yeah, five yeah, they're so five they're, they're gone. They're gone. <laughs> They're gone. I don't have to worry about that problem anymore. I just got Josh to worry about now. Hey, man. Yeah, hey, man. See, don't worry about it. I got you. You got studs, dog. Man, let me get into my shout-outs, man. All right, so, um, B, we really appreciate you being on the show. So glad I got to meet you. Let's continue to build it up. Shout-out um, to all the families. You know, keep fighting. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Follow the, like, just do it. I know, like, I'm not saying live in fear. I'm not living in fear of the coronavirus. But you also have to be smart. Like, it's something out there. Whatever you want to believe it is, it's something out there. And um, just be careful. Be safe. Um, I miss my family. I'm a family guy. But now is not the time to throw cookouts and parties. Um, just just be patient. We're, the, the more patient we are, if we hurry up and wait, we'll get out of this thing even faster. So just um just be patient, trust God, pray, keep the faith, don't live in fear at all. Let's just be patient. Um, go ahead, Coach Curtis, what you got, Papa? Yeah, I mean you hit everything on the head for sure. I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, follow the rules, but don't be nervous. 
trust God, but definitely follow the rules, follow the follow the experts, what they're saying. Like, it, be, being selfless right now, being selfless right now is sitting at home and watching TV or doing professional development. Like, don't go out there and endanger other people and endanger spreading this this crazy this crazy virus. So, I mean, just. Just sit at home for these next two, three weeks, and hopefully we can be back to normal soon. But the more people that keep going out, the longer this is going to happen. So uh, definitely, uh, definitely respect the rules, respect the people that uh, are the experts that are telling us what to do, and uh, hopefully we can get through this. And while we're while we're while we're at home for these next few weeks, like use this time to get better. And I've been. Blessed to be on lots of podcasts. Been blessed to be on your guy this podcast. Been blessed to do a ton of uh, of leadership development and uh, really dive into some stuff that I have been putting off because I've been too busy. So use this time, turn this uh, turn this negative into a positive, and and come out on the better for sure. All right, well, uh, I'm going to follow y'all up and I echo all of your sentiments, man. Everybody kind of just stay in, enjoy uh, what's in your home as much as you can. Want to give a shout out to all the people working on the front line, all the doctors, nurses, people in research, uh, trying to get this thing situated. Uh, I have a friend of mine who actually works in a lab that's trying to figure out uh, what's, you know, how to defeat this pandemic that we have. Um, And so it's a... it, it's it's crazy so just just please do your part do your part to make sure we can get out the house as soon as possible um once again uh we want to thank coach b for being on uh wish you the best of luck in the upcoming season um uh good enjoy your summer uh hopefully we have a summer to enjoy <laughs> uh it's been great meeting you that's uh a definitive for me um as well as the other guys They already knew you I'm just meeting you For the first time So um, But For the most part uh, No problem <laughs> uh, For the uh, Basically You can catch us on All social uh, All podcast platforms uh, That you can catch for free And on uh, Follow us on Instagram At Staley English Kurtz Twitter At Staley S&E Show And on uh, You can follow our page Staley English Show With Coach Kurtz On Facebook Remember, keep God first. Everything else will follow. Peace. Peace out. Appreciate y'all, dude. See y'all soon. See y'all soon. All right, y'all. Stay safe. All right. All right, B. Yep.